Get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, save, retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. Time now for the balloon party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Yes, yes. Friday. (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. Uh It's Friday. It should be St. Gabriel School Picnic Weekend. (laughs) But it got moved to October. (laughs) I don't like it. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Turn the beat up, Dre. Uh-huh. Yeah. I'm rolling balls on 101. Uh-huh. Welcome in. It's Balloon Party, driven by Munganess, St. Louis Acura, Alton Toyota. My name is Timothy Michael McKernan. That's Action Jackson. Jackson's going hood up today. It's cold, man. It's cold in this studio. The TMA studio is hotter than a fire as a hell. My studio is not. What's, what's the temperature in your studio? Jackson gets his own studio. That's a uh, Horton Watkins thing. Right. Yeah, it's similar to the size of a, of a I'd say, a Upper West Side of Manhattan apartment. Oh, wow. Look at me. I've been to New York. Uh, and it's very small, perfect size just for me. And so when the AC kicks on, it goes it's from like about, an Alberta Clipper comes through. Yeah, it goes from about 70 degrees to about 58 in the matter of two seconds because it's like a 10 by 10 foot room well, i'll take the under on that yeah so it uh it cools down real quickly and if i don't have a hoodie on i will be uh, an icicle so so that's why you got the hood up yeah yeah i might put it down as the show goes on not a great hair day for me so kind of covers that up without having to wear a hat oh you're uh, taking a shot right out of the gate so that's nothing kind of the tone. That's, a, that's the tone we're going to set here today huh that's there's no, nothing nothing wrong with a hat you look great in a hat tim you do. Why do you want to hurt my feelings? You do. You look good in the hat. You look good without the hat, but you look good with it too. Your thoughts on Jackson, just in general. 314-399-9646. Air Comfort Service text line. Leave a mic drop, 101 ESPN app. Jackson's grabbing a keyboard now that has been hidden away from him. I don't know what's going on in our studio. Today. Treasure hunt every day. Treasure get in here. Yeah, right? uh, yeah, text in Air Comfort Service text line. It is Friday, and that means, uh, from my standpoint, a tradition perhaps like uh, unlike any other, and that is the six-shooter. And uh, the six-shooter today is highly anticipated with the Cincinnati Reds in town, the Florida Panthers making a series of it. Even though uh, South Florida teams have had a combined six games in the NBA Finals and the Stanley Cup Final, uh, they had been, up until last night's overtime winner, winless. And Jackson, do you think the Miami Heat will get a win? They have have a win. They won game two. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm thinking of the Panthers. The Panthers got the win. Panthers got the win. Not Matthew Kachuk, but he was back last night. Do you think the Panthers win or do you think the Heat win? Go. Uh, neither. I, I honestly, I, I'll bet the Panthers right now if you want. I have no expertise on the Panthers, so that's a total 
just I have no idea, so I'm just going to go with the team in the lead. But, I was stunned by the fact that they were down 2-0, and it was kind of one where I was thinking, you know what, I might have to put a small taste on it, and then I saw last night, I'm going, oh my God, they're actually going to wind up getting swept, and then sure enough, a little overtime winner, and a how do you do to make that 2-1. If you had to take a poll of St. Louis, where do you think the interest level is? Panthers, VGK. You got the Petrangelo factor, Barbashev factor. You got the Matthew Kachuk factor on one side. Where do you think the people are? Because I thought people would be pulling for the Panthers, and then I got a bunch of texts saying, no, I'm not, and I'll tell you why. Because I I feel like Matthew Kachuk spurned St. Louis, and I just don't think that's really when it got down to it what the deal is. I don't think think the Blues could have offered what what Florida offered. I don't think it was his choice, but some people feel that way, and maybe they're right and I'm wrong. I don't know, but I know that that's where I am, and I love both cities. That's where I travel more than anywhere else, South Florida and Vegas. Those are your spots. Mm -hmm. Um, I think more people in St. Louis would be pulling for the Panthers because, of course, Barbashev and Petrangelo, very important members of the Blues organization. I mean, Petrangelo first one to lift the cup, but I feel like St. Louisans have more loyalty for people from St. Louis more so than people who played in St. Louis. Like, I think they feel a deeper connection to Matthew Kachuk than they probably do Petrangelo and uh, Barbashev, especially given Kachuk's father. So, yeah. Walter, yeah, still I, a loyal St. Louisan. Absolutely. So I think uh, if I had to guess, I think more people are pulling for the Panthers. But again, I do not know Puck. And you want that on the record? I think it has to be. You know, you got to tell people, you know, honesty in media. Transparency in media, honesty in media, and also a program that is pro-liberty and doesn't kink shame. That's kind of the tenets of this show. Yeah. uh, Celebrating 18 months of one-hour midday radio. Yep. And I'm going to make a declarative statement. This is very bold to do on the day of the six-shooter. Very bold. Might be prisoner of the moment. There has never been in the history of North American professional sports a worse uniform matchup than this year's Stanley Cup. These uniforms are putrid wow. on both sides. I thought I was going to give me time to scroll Instagram because I figured it was a Nuggets take. And then you kind of got you, you got me activated there. Oh, it's I like the Panthers sweaters. Ugh, I hate VGK. Yeah, they're worse, but I think Florida's are terrible, but the when Vegas pulls out those Dijon mustard joints. I agree with you on that. I'm surprised that you awful. don't like the Panthers. Uh, I don't like the color scheme. It's red and blue and white. And but there's like a there's like little notes in there. It's what do you just mean little notes. Little notes of other like there's like a little yellow entering the now chat. That sounds like you're going after the dogs a little bit, and I'm not going to have it. Well, there's a As difference. Max Brito said on the broadcast last Saturday, they call it red appears to be magenta. That's how he opened up the broadcast. If somehow the Colorado Avalanche could, you know, move to I'll the... I'll accept the Colorado Avalanche criticism. I'm surprised by the Panther criticism. I think the if Panther anything, I would say terrible. it's probably the most basic color scheme you'll see for a team dated after yeah. the mid-1990s where we saw a lot of teal. Yeah. I don't know what VGK did. It's a bad logo. It's a bad sweater. Ugh. I agree with you on the Dijon mustard. I'm Yeah, if you would have had... VGK, well, I guess you couldn't have had VGK play against the Avalanche right, in the Stanley Cup that Finals. Is that, is that the direction you were going, that that would have if, been the absolute? That's like the the pits. That's that's as bad as it can go. I got to tell you, I like a worst uniform championship matchup. We can go through a World Series, the NBA Finals, the yeah. NFL. Send them in. We'll use that. That's We'll call that question one of the six-shooter.
Wow. Because I only prepared five. Um, oh, no. Because <laughs> well, you used to go with, the, what's your favorite bet this weekend? I'm like, I don't know. I have something similar to that, but a little more Will fun. Will the Belmont Stakes be actually held? That actually would be a fun bet to make. Um, yeah, I don't I don't know. I mean, uh, it depends on what people think on, like, do people like the O one one Diamondbacks teal and purple look? Because I kind of do. Wow. Like, we, we usually been on lockstep on uniforms. I'm surprised by that. I don't like the sleeveless jersey with the T-shirt under I think it. the Reds brought that out first. Oh, that's bad. That's really bad. Colorado like, like still Griffey, does The Griffey-era Reds had that going. Yeah, that's a bad look, but Arizona I know did what, it. I, I know many people with the Cardinals to make a lot of changes and really ASAP, but the one that's most important to me is change up the road uniform. They haven't won a World Series. I think they won a World Series. They won two World Series, four pennants with the the blue caps, and now they just have this boring ass, like early nineteen nineties road thing going. It's just too good of an organization to have the, the the like the Angels, Phillies, Reds road uniforms. Why against the Rangers? Were they not wearing navy caps? That was that's actually a fair question. The Rangers well, were red a big caps. show. Yeah, big feeling show. Good. Feeling good. Big show. Because like, right, well, any anytime you have the six shooter, I know you feel like you get to spread your wings and make this show your own. I try. Uh, for the record, if you are interested in in betting the uh, the Stanley Cup and you're bullish on Laze Panther, as I am, uh, let's see what the odds are. You can get two point two five to one on your money. I kind of like that. I actually might be putting a taste on that. Mm, yeah, it's not bad. I, I just I, I have so little expertise that I can't give you no, one way or the other. So much of it, candidly, is just rooted in the team that was kind of a rando for the first seven months, got hot, and off they went. And mm-hmm. we see it so often in sports and recently, and it doesn't stand to reason, but it's the way that things play out. And we've seen it in baseball, too, recently with the Phillies. Here in St. Louis, Padres for that matter as well, their opponent in the NLCS. We've seen it with six seeds in in the Super Bowl era, and we've seen it uh, certainly more often than not anywhere than in the Stanley Cup, but uh, even this year in the NBA Finals as well with uh, the Heat. Yeah, so yeah. the Heat thing is like an eight seed, but you, know, you you put an asterisk next to they're it. They're way, I mean, they they were a one seed the year. You want prior, to criticize right? anybody's uniforms in that series? Uh, Denver's got to pick something better. They had I agree it, with that. They okay, had it going. Up on something. They had it going with either the Alex English ones are better, and then the early 2000s Carmelo Baby Blue ones are better. The thing they got What's going up, now up, Tim? is like I don't. You, that's a that's a bad look. The Heat are classic, even though they're a newer franchise. But they, they change up uniforms like I feel like uh, you got a new uniform every night. They have different styles like crazy, but like their core, the white one and then the black one, have pretty much stayed the same throughout. You know, certainly those six finals, the LeBron Heatles, and then uh, where we are currently, and those work. They just work. The heat with the little accent mark on the T, it, it just works. All right, there it is. You got Jackson's Fashion Report. Now you're going to get Jackson's Six Shooter. It's coming your way today. Leave a mic drop, 101 ESPN app. Text in Air Comfort Service. Text line 314-399-9646. I feel like if the Jacksonville Jaguars were to make the Super Bowl... From the AFC, and then who would be the worst from the NFC? Oh, so many options. Uh, the Commanders yeah, have I feel a like bad. The Commanders had to be a hideous matchup. Of that the would Super be real. I mean, the Bengals Rams was kind of bad. Like, Bengals got a lot. They, but we get it. You're a tiger. Um, you don't gotta keep using the stripes. 
Uh, and the Rams' new one, obviously, I'm not a fan of, but I'm biased, mm-hmm, so I'm mm-hmm. going to remove that. If you're going to take the worst out of the NFC, I would probably go either Commanders or maybe, hmm, I can't say Packers. I don't like the Packers uniforms, but they're super classic. Uh, the Panthers are pretty bad. I don't like. So you're going after the teams that stole an expansion team from St. Louis here. That's what that's what essentially I, this take is, even though that predates your birth. Yeah, not trying to, but those are, are really bad. It, the 1990s were the area uh, the era of teal. Yeah. Or light blue, as the case right. in, in the Panthers. I don't I mean, like the combinations with silver. Uh, I think the San Jose Sharks ushered it in, and the Florida Marlins followed suit on the East Coast. Yeah. And we and we're still we're still paying the price, which is why I appreciate that the Florida Panthers came along, and the Florida Panthers were what franchise before they became the Florida Panthers? I get two guesses. I want. Why two, do you get two ga- guesses? Because I don't know puck. Give me like a like a hand. It's like a handicap thing. Like yeah, I give like two pops. Um, I will go with California Golden Seals. Oh boy. Uh, what was the team in Connecticut? The Hartford Whalers. Hartford Whalers, official guess. Hartford Whalers. Is that the answer? Became the Carolina Hurricanes. Damn. The pause was so important to winning with the bluff there. Damn. I know it's not the Thrashers because the Thrashers became the Winnipeg Jets the second time around. The Uh, Florida Panthers were an expansion team. Oh. Well, it's a trick question. Well, I mean, if you know the game, then you can say, well, I don't. (laughs) I'm very forward about it. I don't know the game. I don't know any game less, actually. Like, I'm more confident in tennis talk than I am in hockey talk. Doll. How many Winnipeg Jets have there been? How they were? There's been more than <laughs> one. Is, I, mean, I gotta tell you, something. There, I'm entertaining myself now. Is there a Winnipeg West? Um, so they've been a franchise <laughs> twice now. Twice, two times. Two time, two time heavyweight champion of the world. Winnipeg Jets have been around twice. That's right. Yes. All right. I, well, I mean, I said that, so I wouldn't celebrate it. Well, I, I'm going to anyways. Okay. The Winnipeg Jets part one became what franchise? I will give you 20 to one on this, and I feel like, honestly, I could give you more. Are they a team that's currently playing? I mean, I, if I start giving hints... Well, I, it, I mean, that's got to... Are they currently playing? That's still a one in 29 chance? No. Okay. Boy, we're really now we're under the gun. Are the California Golden Seals still going on? back to the California Golden Seals? I believe a franchise that had one year, kind of like the Seattle Pilots. That you're speaking Latin to me now. <laughs> Seattle Pilots. Team. It's a baseball team. <laughs> they were the, were the, the Mariners were one point the Pilots. God, now I'm confused. All I know is there was the Seattle Pilots, and I don't know if they pivoted to the Mariners or if they just disbanded. The Winnipeg Jets became the Atlanta Thrashers. And then they went back. They were like they were playing ping pong with franchises. I got to be telling you, oh, what a tangled web we weave. I'm confused now. I am virtually certain. God, now I'm not sure. But I didn't think th- they went back. Didn't the Thrashers become the Jets most recently? Oh, God. TikTok. Thrashers. TikTok. What a bad mascot. That was, was we're talking was, about bad you know, uniforms. Walter, going full circle now, Matthew Kachuk to start the segment, Keith Kachuk to finish it. Walter went uh, to, or were they an expansion team? I can't imagine. Well, either way, they're the Winnipeg Jets. Yeah, great uniform on the Jets. Great logo. Yeah, I agree right. with that. That one. works. All the, you know what? All the Canadian teams have really good uniforms. 
I really like all of them. Why were they the Thrashers? Georgia State Bird, the Brown Thrasher. Ah, perfect. I gotta tell you something. I'm learning things. That's nice. Yeah, uh, uh, all the Canadian teams, full marks. Okay, final question. Yeah. Because I think I might be giving out wrong answers. Okay. Because I'm so confused at this point. Good. I gotta look up the Seattle Pilots thing. Atlanta had a hockey team before the Thrashers. Oh, goodness gracious. That franchise still exists. Okay. Now we're talking. Now I can get into it. What was that team? The Coyotes. Jesus. Mary and Josephine. No good? <laughs> well, I mean, if there's one thing Atlanta and North Georgia is known for, it's its population of Coyotes. Oh, okay. So I got to think of it as something that would come out of Atlanta. Isn't that, isn't the Winnipeg Jets became the Coyotes. Okay. I think Atlanta was an expansion team that became with the Winnipeg Jets part two of the remix album. I need like a like a chalkboard in here to track all of this. The Winnipeg the Atlanta Thrashers Columbus Blue Jackets? <laughs> Calgary Flames. Really? Wow. How do you like that? Do you know Ottawa's the capital of Canada? <laughs> That's Jamie Rivers music. Isn't that pretty cool? He is gonna walk in in your ear and he's gonna lift you off the ground. Yes, I do know that. Not bad. Uh, Ryder is going back to see if he's here. I just saw him leave. Hey, he can come in. He probably helped me out with this. I think he might be more insulted by this than that. Is Alex Petrangelo with the Oilers or the Golden Knights? I got. I was bluffed on that one. I was so confident on the Knights. I don't know why I got bluffed. I mean, that's the something that just you should know. Yeah, should is a relative term. Um, God, if he's here and I see him, I hope down he. The hallway, I hope he is here. I'd like to take his measure. Oh, wow. Well, what if I just started asking him NBA questions like all like all the... It wasn't an NBA question. You go, hey, did you know that Ottawa's the capital of Canada? You think he knows that as a Canadian? Oh God. I hope he's here. This could I could just I could just broadcast the the, the scrap. I, yeah, he probably knows that. up against the wall right under Stephen A. Smith, who surprisingly is upset about something. All right, I'm sure we're late for a break. It, yeah, 10-20. We're late for two breaks. This is Balloon Party driven by Munganess, St. Louis Acura, and Alton Toyota. We're right back to the Balloon Party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Welcome back, Balloon Party. You know, I recognize if you listen to the opening drive and BK and Ferrario in the fast lane, you're like... Eh, the hell's this thing from 10 to 11? I get it. I know it. I understand it. I recognize it. I accept it. I own it. But today I'm even going further off the rails. I love it. Not necessarily the plan. I'll get to the six shooter because the six shooter is, yeah, you know, the, what you talk about, Willis, of puts this asses program. In seats. It does. It's uh, Gary Coleman. It's Todd Bridges. It's Dana Plato. Connor at Bridges. It's Charlotte Ray. It's Miss Garrett. But. As I was saying to Jackson, the Calgary Flames were originally Atlanta Flames. I thought to myself, because you then said in the commercial break, why were they the Atlanta Flames? Because the Olympics. And I said, that would make sense. Right. Except the Olympics were in 1996, mm-hmm. and the Atlanta Flames were playing in Atlanta in the 70s, and they went to Calgary in 80. And so I said to you, just kind of offhandedly, I wonder if it's from William Tecumseh Sherman who I'm related to, of course, because I'm related to a lot of old money, mm-hmm. even though I'm a Tam Avenue guy, burning down Atlanta in the Civil War. That'd be a weird... Uh, yeah, let's pay tribute to that. Yeah, it doesn't... 
really make all that set much sense. And then I looked it up, and sure enough, that is why they were named the Atlanta Flames. What a strange thing. Don't make the joke you made in the commercial break. Um, this is me counseling you. Here, don't do it. I can, now are you thinking about doing it? Don't I do don't it. remember what I said. Oh, okay. That's so, good. That's great, because now not only are you not owning it publicly, now you're not owning it privately. That's wonderful. You might have just found the cancel culture serum right there. I, I don't know what I said in private. I didn't I, say it in I public. Don't, I, don't, I say a lot of things, but I don't remember what I said there. So, because you go, well, why are they the Calgary Flames? Well, you might go, why are they Utah Jazz? Salt Lake not known for its rambunctious jazz scene. Not necessarily. Why? Do you know why you do? You would know because this has to do with the association. Yeah, they moved from New Orleans. Okay. I was about to be, because for a moment there, I thought you didn't know, and I was about to be concerned. No, because, they, yeah. But I start going NHL team history. No idea. Right. Similar to the Lakers. I confused myself in the segment. It turns out, I wonder how many people in the audience know this, that when the Cardinals won the World Series in 1982, you know who they really beat? The Seattle Pilots. Yeah, yeah, real ones now. The Seattle Pilots played at Six Stadium, which sounds like it was named by like a 17-year-old stoner. <laughs> but that's where the Pilots played, Six Stadium. Was that company? Six Stadium. Sick. <laughs> Antihistamines. These are like the guys I used to play against in the World Series of Poker in Las Vegas. Every bad beat. Sick. They named the stadium. Nice. Well, they only were there for one year. They became the Milwaukee Brewers. Twelve years later. Gorman Thomas standing in against Bruce Suter, and he went with a high fastball. He didn't go splitty. He didn't go splitty. No. That's a winner, a World Series winner for the Cardinals. Think about that. The Brewers, one of the all-time greatest logos with the MB looking like a baseball glove. I agree with you. That's just outstanding. That's what logos are meant for, not VGK with that weak clip art BS. The only thing that we're really in disagreement on here is the Panthers sweater. I don't like the – it looks like it's like a – crest almost i know i like that along with the color scheme no 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 good wow they have so many great options down in florida to go with and to me that's just not but everything's like teal the marlins certainly have cornered that market um i like the old marlins with the pinstripes and the big fish creamsicle the the tampa bay creamsicles there needs to be a 30 for 30 on how bad the the whole buccaneer actually mark that down nfc the worst is if the bucks played the jags that would be the worst it could get the Bucks with the pewter and the oh, it's so bad. Well, you're angry. We've we've tapped into something oh. that angers you. The Buccaneers. It's angry Jackson Day here on uh, Balloon Party. I think Tampa might have the worst two sports uniforms because the Rays with the Helvetica font on the front. I'm sorry, I lost you on Helvetica. Times New Roman front of the jersey. Well, they have a beautiful ballpark, and therefore I shall defend them. And it'll be fun to see the World Series there when the Cardinals mount their Sunday charge and they're playing the Tampa Bay Rays in late October in a wonderful, lopsided stadium. Don't do it. Don't say it. You're better than that. My eyes widened. Yep, I knew it. <laughs> uh, do not censor little piddles, you ass clown. The people want to know, damn it. I don't. I really don't remember what joke I had. I don't know if he's talking to me or you. I don't remember. I really don't. So it's probably best oh. for everybody. Uh, the truth is it wasn't uh, actually that uh, controversial. Uh, Tim, just because you're part of the 20% of people who actually care about hockey here in St. Louis doesn't mean the rest of us 80% should know where Alex Petrangelo plays. That was for my burner. <laughs> I got to tell you, I think this is a rare moment where the text inbox is coming at me, but the audience will actually agree with me. Do you follow me on that? Yeah, I know what you're saying. 
way more than 20% of the audience know Alex Petrangelo plays for the Golden Knights. Uh, yeah. In particular on this radio station. Now you go St. Louis wide, that might be closer to the number. But on this radio station, and they certainly, if they're on air on this radio station, know he isn't manning the blue line for the oil. Well, like I said, I was so confident I got bluffed. And you know what? That just means I'm a, I'm a bad poker player, which I am. I'm really bad. Uh, but you're a great host of the Lil Piddles Friday Six Shooter. Woot, woot. It's already 1030, Clarkson Jewelers time check, which means I guess we'll do one-sixth of the Six Shooter. Ladies and gentlemen, here's 16% of the Six Shooter. All right, I'm going to ask a, uh, uh, because we're running up against a break, I'm going to ask the most broad question I got. By broad, I mean most, like, easy to answer. Oh, I thought you were, like, doing a Frank Sinatra thing, and I was going to go, oh, that's not an appropriate thing. Go I ahead. Do that. If the Cardinals do get swept this weekend versus the Reds, do you think Ali Marmol continues to manage the ball? Oh, God. On Monday, I would have said yes. Oh, or that he know that he hired. Right. But then with John Mozeliak doing the interview he did with Katie Wu, the athletic, he'd have to go Jay Monahanning and just like totally go against what he said, except it wouldn't be a year later. It would be five days later. He said he was going to increase spending as well. I just... Yeah, yeah, nicely done, Jackson. Well done. That was kind of a I mean, quick, fast, rat-a-tat-tat. Look at you. Mm-hmm. You're all grown up, and you're all grown up. Um, if they get swept by the Reds, they would be 1-5, which was my play. Put the man but, to the test. But you did, but then we got new information. Now, I know that the key to doing media in 2023 is to ignore new information that may force you to change your opinion and have to go, oh, I might have been wrong. However, unfortunately, because I am insane, I can't run that playbook. So even if they get swept, God, if they get swept and there are no changes on Sunday afternoon, Monday this place will be going bat crap. Yeah, and by this place, crap. I mean the St. Louis area. It will be going bat crap. Because then at that point, I don't even, I mean, you're, you got to be, you would have, I mean, it's a percentage points deal with the Nationals and the Rockies as it is for worst record, but you would have gotten swept by the Reds. It's so unlikely. I'm sure I could actually find the odds for, for what it is. It's not like you're playing the Braves and you got swept. It'd be getting swept by the Reds, albeit the Cardinals are looking up at the Reds in the standings. My honest answer is I don't think they would fire him now. And that is based on Mazalek's interview with Katie Wu. I hate to do that because it is not the way you do sports talk radio. And this is about, this is not a 101 ESPN commentary. This is like I'm looking up at, you know, they're arguing about the best roster in the core age on ESPN right now and screaming at each other about it. What can you argue about? This is math. <laughs> Ryan Clark is mad. Stephen A. Smith has that look like he just bit into a lemon. <laughs> I mean, what what a topic. Uh, but anyway, I can't I can't be dishonest with the audience. At this point, based on John Mazelock's interview, I don't think he would fire him. Which means that it just kind of keeps on going down the road. For the record, I don't expect them to get swept by the Cincinnati Nor Reds. I. Nor do I. But I get the question. It's a fair question because I was saying if they go one and five, but that was before Mazelock did the interview. Right. And so I got new information. And so, therefore, this program's called What? Honesty and Media? Indeed. And I got to be honest with the audience, and I don't think he'd get fired. But then, uh, let me tell you something. As far as an entertainment level goes in town, the entertainment you'd get from like a car crash standpoint, if they got swept by the Reds, 
and nothing happens, but there's like a weird soundbite after the game on Sunday, it would be DEFCON levels here. Yeah. It no would doubt. be. At an, it would be. I don't know, man. I've been doing television and radio in the market since 2000, and I don't know if I will have ever seen anything like it. If that were to happen, and there was some kind of, you know, attempt at diffusing the situation with a soundbite, I just don't think. The reality is, I don't think it's going to happen. But here's the thing: I didn't think the Cardinals would be sitting where they are, record-wise or standings-wise at this point. So I can't rule out anything. And those Reds, I know they lost to the Dodgers yesterday, uh, but. They're, they're playing with a little uh, burr in their saddle 100%. with uh, De La Cruz called up. They got some young players. Yeah, man. You know, I know the St. Louis nightlife is tempting, but... Uh, <laughs> they might be locked in for this one. Right. They might be locked in for this one. Yeah. So... I think uh, I think if they get swept, I do not believe Marmol will be the manager come Monday. Really? Oh, you're going to stay with my one and five thing? Yeah. Yep. And I... And wow. I'll even take it a step further. Wow. If, if they win Friday... And then lose, like, if they have a good lead and then get the Reds come from behind and they lose Saturday and they get smoked on Sunday, I think he's fired, too. Wow, look yeah. at you. You've so just taken the ball from me and gone even further with well, it. You go two and four. Yeah, I think it, it's the nature really? of how they lose. Like, if they just lose. Here's the issue, and I was listening to Brandon Kylie talk about this yesterday on BK and Ferrario. It's not a move on Marmol. It's also a move on Mozella because now he's got four managers Oh, yeah. On his watch in three since July of 2018. Yeah, and honestly, since 2018, I know they went to the NLCS in 2019, but ham and egg. The way that this roster has been constructed would reflect based on the managerial situation, the change around, that. and also the inability to identify talent, both right. managerial, bullpen, rotation, and outfield. This outfield thing, as John Denton said yesterday, we've been hearing about. Oh, we got, we got the outfield in place in 2015. Do you remember the outfield was supposed to be? It was supposed to solve all the problems. Tommy Pham. Yes. R- Randall Gritchick. Yes. Uh, Stephen Piscotti. Yes. yes. Let's go. Big segment. Yeah. And this year. I, I don't know. I mean, they were there because we were hearing about Carlson, O'Neill, and Newt Bar, but of course, Walker got to start the season. So then you got you can't go wrong. And then look at it. No. I think it's 26th in baseball in outfield production. That would. I, Whew, yeah. And don't get me wrong. I recognize it's a health situation, but before the health situation, it's not like it was killing it. So, no. you know, we do have a little bit of a placebo. All right, it's 1036. I got a break. It's off the rails. I knew it was going to be. This Atlanta Flames thing was the <laughs> Atlanta Flames and Seattle Pilots threw me off. Uh, this is Bloom Party, driven by Mung and St. Louis Acura, Alton Toyota, 101 ESPN. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. We're right back to the balloon party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Welcome back, Balloon Party. Join my mug and ass, St. Louis Acura and Alton Toyota online at stlouisacura.com or altontoyota.com. Here on 101 ESPN, Tim McKernan Action Jackson with you. 18 minutes left, but yet two segments left. Mm -hmm. Uh, And that means we're going to cover all of the remaining questions in this Lil Piddles Friday Six Shooter. Jackson, question two. Indeed, indeed, Tim. Buying time. Indeed, indeed. All right, so I'm going to look at this. I'm getting a bird's eye view. Big picture question here, Tim. Mm -hmm. Let's get these guns ablazing in the six-shooter. 
What do you think is one of, if not the biggest factor that has led to the brutal start we have seen in 2023? I'm asking for the root issue. So what caused the ha- head-scratching offseason? Did the Cardinals shoot themselves in the foot, or did outside factors force their hand? I feel like I, I was asked two questions right there. Was I? Kind of. Was there really a question that you wrote down, or did you just improv? No, I wrote that down. Okay. It's a question in two parts, I would mostly say. So, what, you like eating mushrooms before you concocted this? No, no, totally sober. Um, and I said, and I, let me re, I'll re-ask it again. Yeah, and then maybe you can see why I'm so confused. Sure, sure. I'm asking for the root issue when it comes to what has caused this brutal start to 2023 for the Cardinals. Did the Cardinals shoot themselves in the foot, or did outside forces, outside factors force their hand? So what I think you're asking about is the Bally situation playing a role. Is that what you're asking? That's certainly something that when I are you talk, talking about just like the market going? The market crap? is certainly okay. one of those yeah. things. I can't help but say shoot themselves in the foot. Kind of. I mean, I'm drawing a parallel again to Jay Monahan, which we did in the first segment. It was unnecessary to say we're going to increase payroll to the public. I mean, if you had to say it to Nolan Arnado to get him to not opt out, okay. Uh, but you best deliver on mm-hmm. your word. No doubt. And then your only move be a move that I realize now a lot of people most likely will say they didn't like it. But we hosted the show the morning of the Wilson Contreras signing. And it was, I mean, literally within minutes of it being announced, I think we were on the air. Mm -hmm. And it was, I was getting killed, not by everybody, I want to make that clear, but by some people for expressing why I wasn't particularly excited about it. Long term, I did not think it would be a good move. I never thought it would be what it's been so far this season, and I obviously never saw the getting yanked from the catcher position situation. But with that said, to go into this season without doing anything else, and I also would say offensively, because you know, right now the guy that you were talking about being the shortstop and the reason why you weren't going into the shortstop market is playing center field. Now I realize that's not because of uh, luxury, it's because of necessity, but the last two shortstop free agent classes have been as good as ever seen in baseball, I would argue. And in addition to that, then you get into the starting pitching conversation. And so... It's just across the board, which is why this part is not results-oriented. You did not have a lot of people in St. Louis, which is relative to, say, some East Coast sports cities, uh, certainly optimistic in comparison to, say, Philadelphia, Boston, New York, uh, you know, the Beltway. So with that said... You didn't have a lot of people in St. Louis thinking that this was a championship team. You had a lot of people thinking, okay, they can maybe win the Central, but they're not going to compete with XYZ, XYZ being Mets, Braves, Phillies, Dodgers, Padres. Am I leaving anybody out? Those would probably be your sweet spot. But yeah, they might win 88 and, and see if they can figure something out in the postseason like they did in 2006 and 2011. And I think people were, the, the, the word I kept using during the, the offseason when talking about the Cardinal offseason was what? Let's see how much you were paying attention. Because we do four hours of radio and then when you include the once a week podcast, 70 hours of broadcasting together. Confusing. That's exactly right. 
I was confused by it. I have no, I, I don't know what. And so therefore I give them, I don't know if I would call it the benefit of the doubt, but I would say that something may have happened in between John Mazalek's public comments about increasing the payroll and the start of the season that they aren't going to talk about publicly. And I know a lot of people may say, well, they should. It would behoove them to do so. And I agree with that, but having been in spots in in my business where I'd be like, man, if I told people this, they'd go, oh, my God. Right. They might not believe me because it sounds so asinine, but I know it's in the best interest of keeping it inside the room, and the Cardinals really value that in a major way, that I think that... uh, I have to, I don't, again, I don't like saying benefit of doubt because I don't think that it was smart to say we're going to increase payroll without knowing you're actually going to do it because then you just set yourself up to fail. What's the upside of saying that? I get having to say it privately, perhaps to Noah Arnato when you fly out to California so he doesn't opt out or because he wants to know what the hell the plan is. But I can't believe that John Mazalek sat with Noah Arnato and said, we're going to sign Wilson Contreras, and then we're going to shut her on down, and we've got this Steven Matz guy, and we've got Adam Wainwright coming back, and I know we're not going to sign Quintana, but we've got Michaelis and Flaherty and Montgomery, and we're ready to go to battle and compete with the best in the National League, and Nolan Arnott like, oh my God, this is great. It's like Maddox, Smoltz, and Glavin are back. There's no way that happened. So something something must have happened. The thing is, I just don't know what it was. The only thing I can say they shot themselves in the foot on would be, why say that? Right. And that, I and I, I just don't I don't get the upside on it. It's not like they have a trouble selling season tickets. So I just I don't know. I don't I, for the life of me, I don't get that. I understand the market moving in his interview with Katie Wu. Mazalek said, "I'm not going to give names, and I'm paraphrasing here. But the pitchers we've caught in a lot of we've caught in a lot of flack for the offseason with pitching, and I can tell you without naming names that most of the pitchers we were seriously considering are all on the IL, so they wouldn't have helped us anyway. I don't really like that line of thinking because it's it's, it's results oriented. It's awfully convenient. Right. Um, I always thought Carlos Rodon was." Somebody mm-hmm. that they I remember that name being were, circled. We're thinking about, and he hasn't thrown a pitch, and I don't know when he's going to throw a pitch for the Yankees. Um, so, yeah, I think that's where they shot themselves in the foot. And I just, for the life of me, don't get what the what the off season was about, which is why I wonder what transpired. Which is why my theory will the same reason Darren Pang may be heading to Chicago, maybe the same reason why the Cardinals had a confusing off season. And that that we, is Bailey's. Yeah. Yep, and I think that's a it's a good call. I just think a lot of it is a culmination of a lot of little things in terms of talent evaluation, and now the chickens are coming home to roost. Uh, yeah, there's a domino effect of, of, of that. Uh, let's go with question number three. Ladies and gentlemen, Action Jackson. Final Cardinal question. If the season continues on the same path it's on for the Redbirds and they miss the playoffs, do you think the Cardinals would try to re-sign Jack Flaherty? Would you think there would be any interest from his camp on it? Uh... Wow, that's a nice question. I do not think Jack Flaherty will be pitching for the Cardinals in 2024. I don't really think that's a cutting-edge take. Mm -hmm. Uh, In other words, I think it's a commonly held opinion. At the same time, from the Cardinals' standpoint, you know, maybe internally it's a lot better between the Cardinals and Jack Flaherty. I don't think it is, but maybe it's better than it was when he was irritated that Mazalak talked about his shoulder labrum situation. Right. Um, and the Cardinals certainly are in need, they're in need now of pitching, much less after 
this season. Um, so when Michaelis and Mats are the only guys who are under contract, uh, so I would say I could see Flaherty being. I don't. I don't. I don't think. I think there's a perception that Jack Flaherty hates St. Louis that I don't think is is necessarily what is reality. Right. Um, and sure, I. You know, I mean, when I was working in Little Rock, Arkansas, I wanted to work in my hometown. He's from L.A., so I don't think there's. I don't think like that makes him a no. bad guy. Not at all. Uh, if he does want to pitch for the Dodgers, hell, maybe he doesn't want to pitch for the Dodgers. But that would seem to make sense. Although I feel like the Dodgers are storing up for the winter for one player. You know, right? Yeah, and that's getting a guy to Shall drive I? up from Anaheim. Yeah, yeah. To me, like same way that you said like it's like been this like narrative created that like oh yeah jack doesn't like st louis like i don't feel like he's ever said that i think if he were to leave it would be a combination of like a change of scenery could be good for his career you know sometimes guys leave an organization and turn out to be much better with a different organization just based on the change of scenery and also you know maybe he doesn't have to i don't know what his relationship is with the front office and all that obviously he's gone through arbitration but so is a lot of players and so arbitration in itself is a very difficult process and we're a sense your GM is arguing against you, so some guys take that personally. Some guys, yeah, business. talking about an injury publicly is that's a different that's story. That's a different deal, yeah. though. Uh, even though the arbitration certainly leads to hurt feelings. All right, we'll take a break. Come back with the final segment of Bloom Party, driven by Munganas, St. Louis Acura, and Alton Toyota on 101 ESPN. We're right back to the Balloon Party on the Tim McKernan Podcast, presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Welcome back. Balloon Party, driven by Munganess, St. Louis Acura, Alton Toyota, 101 ESPN, Tim McKernan, Action Jackson with you. Uh, final uh, show of the week. Is it fair to say that we only have two shows next week? That would not only be fair, but accurate. Wow, 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 wow. We have TMA Day at the ballpark for the Businessman Special. $30 tickets, by the way, for field box seats. Yeah. Uh, for TMA Day at the ballpark, go to TMASTL.com to get those. Uh, we'll be doing TMA Live from uh, Ballpark Village, Salt and Smoke. Mm-hmm. Oh, hey. And uh, then we'll be at the ballpark uh, for uh, with all of our listeners. Uh, so you can get those tickets at TMASTL.com. And, uh, and then uh, off on Thursday and Friday. So there you go. Yeah, that's the uh, breakdown. Jackson, what do you have for me? So we kind of alluded to in the last segment about Bally's, a.k.a. Bailey's, mm-hmm. and that possibly being a reason, one of the reasons, maybe why Darren Pang went over to Chicago. Uh, do you see this as just one of the many downfalls of the Bally situations with many more to come? Do you think Bally's acquiring the rights in 2019 will go down as one of the most significant moments in modern St. Louis sports? Oh, Jackson. I could see the case being made with more information coming forward in the future. At the moment, it would sign, it would sound ridiculous. Mm-hmm. But if is playing a role in the Cardinals having to squeeze financially and then kind of being stuck for a while, then yeah, I would say so. It's kind of a roundabout way getting there. I mean, to me, uh, you know, I, I think people go, what's what's the problem with St. Louis and the NFL? And then what would most St. Louisans say? What would they say? Stan Kroenke. That's exactly right. But then, as we told that story that one day, you can go all the way back, and you can really, unfortunately, point the finger at ourselves with our executives and or political leadership because the St. Louis football Cardinals were were here Mm -hmm. and were our team and were good to stay. And what that could have led to 
And, and so, so many of our own problems come from our own leadership, our own failures. But that's not fun or easy or popular to say. It's a lot better if you're wanting to win people over to point fingers. Uh, so I don't know if it's as simple as going Bally's because I don't, I don't think it's in particular that simple. But going back to how things changed once they took over with the ease with which you were watching games with the functionality of the app, with what I think was their plan to integrate sports gambling, and with now its failure is operating its business and overpaying for those outlets, uh, it has been a disaster from a national sports casting standpoint without question. Whether or not it impacts things more locally, uh, we will be finding out, I would imagine, within the next year. I think we'll find that out that quickly. I don't know if the Cardinals will ever air that out publicly uh, because the Cardinals have shares right. in there. Time for us to shut it down. BK and Ferrari are up next. Have a wonderful weekend. For Action Jackson, I'm Tim McKernan. This has been Balloon Party, driven by Munganass, St. Louis Acura, and Alton Toyota on 101 ESPN. You've been listening to the Balloon Party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN.